It's Sunday, June 26th, and this is Brian with the Morning News. Give us five minutes and we'll give you the headlines you need to know to be in the know. President Joe Biden on Saturday signed the most sweeping gun violence bill in decades, a bipartisan compromise that seemed unimaginable until a recent series of mass shootings, including the massacre of 19 students and two teachers at a Texas elementary school. Time is of the essence. Lives will be saved, Mr. Biden said in the Roosevelt Room of the White House. Citing the families of shooting victims he has met, the president said, Their message to us was do something. How many times did we hear that? Just do something. Just do something. Today we did. The House gave final approval Friday following Senate passage Thursday, and Biden acted just before leaving Washington for two summits in Europe. Today we say more than enough, Biden said. It's time when it seems impossible to get anything done in Washington. We are doing something consequential. The legislation will toughen background checks for the youngest gun buyers, keep firearms from more domestic violence offenders, and help states put in place red flag laws that make it easier for authorities to take weapons from people adjudged to be dangerous. Around the world, Russian forces were seeking to swallow up the last remaining Ukrainian stronghold in the eastern Luhansk region, pressing their momentum after taking full control Saturday of the charred ruins of Severodonetsk and the chemical plant where hundreds of Ukrainian troops and civilians had been holed up. Russia also launched dozens of missiles on several areas across the country far from the heart of the eastern battles. The bombardment preceded a meeting between Russian President Vladimir Putin and Belarusian President Alexander Lukashenko, during which Mr. Putin announced that Russia planned to supply Belarus with the Iskander-M missile system. Russian Defense Ministry spokesman Igor Konashenkov said late Saturday that Russian and Moscow-backed separatist forces now control Severodonetsk and the villages surrounding it, capturing Lysychansk, the city lying across the river just to the west of Severodonetsk, would give Russian forces control of every major settlement in the province, a significant step toward Russia's aim of capturing the entire Donbass. Meanwhile, the U.S. will join other leading countries in banning Russian gold imports, broadening a sanctions regime against Moscow as an international summit is set to begin Sunday, according to a U.S. official. The move, coming as part of the Group of Seven meeting in the Bavarian Alps, is the latest part of an effort to punish Russia for its invasion of Ukraine, the official said, noting that gold is a major Russian export commodity after energy. The U.S. has rallied the world in imposing swift and significant economic costs on Russia to deny Vladimir Putin the revenue he needs to fund his war, the official said. President Biden and G7 leaders will agree to announce an import ban on new gold from Russia. Moscow's aggression in Ukraine will be a focus of the three-day summit. Russia has been hurt economically by various sanctions, but it still sells energy to China, India, and other countries not participating in the sanctions effort, and higher commodity prices have helped offset some of the impact of sanctions. According to the official, on Tuesday, the U.S. Treasury Department will enforce the ban on new gold imports in an attempt to further isolate Russia from the global economy. And the sexual misconduct hearing of Cleveland Browns quarterback Deshaun Watson is set to begin 
and the National Football League is preparing to make its case for one of the stiffest suspensions in sports history. The NFL is pushing for an indefinite suspension that would last no shorter than one year for Watson, according to people familiar with the matter. That would mean he would be out for one whole season at least before he could apply to be reinstated. A resolution on his future in the league is expected in the coming days, more than a year since the first allegations against Watson surfaced. The people familiar with the case anticipate an outcome the week of July 4th, although there remains a chance of it coming sooner. His arbitration hearing is scheduled to begin this upcoming week. Now you know, and you're ready to go with the morning news. These headlines were brought to you today by Podmeo. Start your podcast easily at podmeo.com, the world's number one podcast hosting. Subscribe to this daily morning brief on Spotify, Apple Podcast, and themorningnews.com.